to all of God's kings and queens from around the world. Welcome to Journey with the Queen podcast. As in life, we are all on a journey with many interesting detours. As we go throughout life, we are in the continuous process of changing and developing over time. This podcast is focused on relationships, finances, and real life situations. I am your host, April Love, a trailblazer, entrepreneur, and a woman of the Most High God who believes that if you keep Jesus first place in your life, you will be resilient. Let's take a journey through this episode. Well, hello, kings and queens. Welcome to another episode of Journey with a Queen. I am your host, April Love, and I want to welcome you all back to another episode. It's been a couple of weeks, maybe even a month since I've been on um, my podcast, but as you all know, and if you don't know, if you're new here and listening for the first time, I am an accountant by day, and so as you know, we're in February, and it is the middle of tax season. And it has been a roller coaster ride already. So I have been busy, but I did want to make time to spend some time talking about some um, financial things in this hour, um, since it is tax season, to my listeners. And I believe that this information will be very helpful to you all. Um, and I do like to talk about finances because I believe that finances is a part of everyone's life. Um, we know that money is a tool that we must use in order to, you know, live day to day. And, um, I know that God calls us to be good stewards over everything that he gives us, not just money, not just resources, but everything. So even your family members, your children, your parents, you know, your jobs, your, your animals, he wants us to be good stewards. So today's episode It's all about that, financial principles, financial tips that I would like to share with you all. Um, And I'll do a mix of just some things that came to mind regarding finances. And then I want to talk a little bit about taxes since we're in that um, time. And what did Jesus say about taxes? So I'm going to jump right on into this episode, but I have missed you guys. And I'm so glad to be back with another episode. So here we go. One of the first things that I want to talk about that I believe that should resonate with most of us as Christian, some values and perspective on budgeting and stewardship. Um, One of the things that I truly believe that will help us all when it comes to our finances or to our money is to create some sort of budget. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and create this, you know, lavish budget, you know, using a software or anything like that. A simple budget can be something as simple as knowing what your gross income is or your net income and then knowing what your expenses are. And this is a personal budget that I'm talking about because I also talk a lot about business. But a personal budget is something as simple as writing down on a piece of paper, if that's what it takes, what income you're bringing in. Some people have multiple streams of revenue. So if you have a job and a business, you know, and you have different streams coming in, what is your what is your total income or what is your net income from your job? 
you want to just have that total in mind. And then you want to be able to know what your expenses are. And you can do this on a monthly basis. If you decide to do this on a biweekly basis, because maybe you're paid biweekly, you can do this biweekly as well. Uh, but most of the time, a budget is consistently with a monthly budget. So you want to create yourself a budget so that you know what you're working with. Now, when you create that budget and you know what your income and your expenses are, then you can know how much money do I have left over? These are what a budget will teach you, how to know where you are financially. But one of the things that I want to talk about when it comes to not just creating a budget budget is good stewardship. So what does it mean to be a good steward? That means to manage well in simple terms. Manage what God gives you well. So stewardship is if you get a paycheck because God supplies all of our resources, whether we look at it that way or not. He gave you the job. He gave you the business. He gives us the money, right? He makes it happen through people and through you know, things like a job, a vehicle. Um, and so he gives us these things to be good stewards. So if he's giving you this money and he says to be a good steward over it, that just means make sure that you're paying your bills, make sure that you're paying your debts, make sure that you're paying your taxes. But one of the things that most people, you know, I find different sides of, of an argument is should we tithe, Right. Now, I've always been a tither. I love to give. I am very generous. So tithing does not bother me. Whether you want to look at it from the Old Testament or the New Testament, that you can do, you know, if you choose to. But for the sake of this conversation, what I want to talk about is one of the ways of being a good steward. Being a good steward is making sure that you prioritize your finances and to make sure that you pay, are paying your bills, as I just stated. So one of the things that I always say is before I get before I dig into my money and spend it on anything else, I want to always give God back to him what he asks of me. All God wants is 10 percent throughout the Bible. It's clear. 10 percent is what he asks for. Now, in the Old Testament, briefly, 10 percent did not necessarily mean money. It meant bringing food into the storehouse, grain and things like that. In the New Testament, I truly believe that it means to bring, you know, your resources, your money into the to the storehouse because most of the time churches and institutions of faith operate off of the money that we give to the church. Now, everyone can have their own opinion on, you know, tithes and offering. That's not what this episode is about. I'm just giving my perspective and what I believe God wants us to do as far as being a good steward over our resources and our money. So budgeting and stewardship were the first two points that I made. Creating a budget that reflects your values and your priorities, right? And then to practice responsible stewardship by managing your finances wisely. I give my first 10% to God, and then the 90% that I have left, that I divvy out the best way that I can. And so what that just means is 10% goes to my church, or if I don't give it to my church, then I may give it to a different ministry, but I'm always giving that first 10% back to God. And then if I give more than that, then that's just offering, right? But the first 10% I give to God, and then after that, I pay my bills. And some people say you should pay yourself first. 
Well, I don't look at it that way because I always feel like God always takes care of me. No matter what, I lack nothing. Necessities, I do not lack. I may not have everything I want, but that's a whole different story. When I pay my tithes, I know that God is going to make sure that I'm good. And we all know the Bible scripture that, that says, Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And it says first, seek ye first the kingdom of God above all else and everything else will be added to you. So when you can stand on that promise that God will add everything else to you, then tithing is easy. Okay, so number one was budgeting and stewardship. Number two is avoiding debt. Limit debt and avoid unnecessary borrowing. That to me is so good because this country is in so much debt and we are a part of it, right? We may not be a part of it as far as the government and what they do, but when we borrow, when we have all this debt, we're contributing. And so God doesn't want us to be in debt. So if we can avoid unnecessary borrowing from, you know, credit cards and loans and things like that, that is one thing that will keep you from being in debt. If you can't pay cash for something, then think about it. You may not necessarily need it. Now, I'm not talking about a house because we all need somewhere to live. And most times no one has, you know, $500,000 just sitting to go buy a house or even two fifty. dollars So some debt, it makes sense to have. But the other thing, when you have debt, work on a plan to pay it off responsibly. So if you do have debt, pay that debt down. So if you have a house, paying that mortgage is paying that debt down, right? So those are some things that I just think that is good that we all should hear as far as, far as avoiding debt and being good stewards over our money. It goes back to stewardship. Um, being generous and being a tither, you heard me say that that is one of my, I believe, good character traits, is that I've always been a very generous person. I would give you the shirt off of my back. Um, and I just believe that that's how God wants us to be. He loves a cheerful giver. So I always pray and ask God to help me to be generous, help me to be a cheerful giver. And he does that. And so we embrace a lifestyle of generosity by giving back a portion of our income. So if you give to the homeless, you give to the poor, you give to people that just are in need, that is being generous, right? And so I spoke briefly on tithing. You want to consider tithing, giving the 10% of your income to support your local church or charitable causes. So if you give 10% to charity, that's like giving 10% to your church. It's just going in a different place, but you're still giving that 10%. Um, being content, this is another area that I believe that is good stewardship. Um, being content with where you are and what you have, God loves when a person is content. Because what that tells him is you can depend on him. You can trust him to make sure that you have everything that you need. So cultivate that contentment. And if you can, avoid unnecessary materialism. This is a very materialistic society um, where we just feel like we have to have the latest and the greatest. But what I've come to the realization of, because I am a person that love nice things. I like luxury. Like even when you go on vacation, you may want to stay at a luxurious place. But sometimes materialism or materialistic things can be the reason why people go into debt. 
You know the saying, trying to keep up with the Joneses, right? <laughs> Just simply means that you're living above your means. And God doesn't want us to do that because that is one of the ways, and I believe the trick of the enemy, to stay in a place of debt, a place of lack, a place of scarcity, poverty. You know, those are things that will keep you in those um, places. And God doesn't want us to live that way. So being content, being mindful of needs versus wants and a focus on being grateful, gratitude, that is how you can stay content. When you're grateful with where you are and what you have, that is the prime example of being content. Okay, and then the last thing that I want to touch on um, before I talk about taxes is an emergency fund. I would admonish or recommend that all of you get an emergency fund, establish an emergency fund to cover unexpected expenses. Now, I'm going to give an example of why it's so important to have an emergency fund. And I have been talking about emergency funds, rainy day funds, pretty much all my adult life because I'm an accountant. So it's like, these are the things that we think about when it comes to money management and fun- money and finances is to having, having some type of cushion. Now, I'm not saying to hoard all your money because that's not an emergency fund. Emergency fund is like a savings account that you put away money for in, in case of an emergency, just what it sounds like. Having financial security can bring a peace of mind and reduce stress. So an emergency fund, for an example, is having, let's just say, $5,000 in this emergency fund just in case an emergency happens. You don't use this money for anything else other than an emergency. So if your car breaks down, this happened to me a couple of weeks ago. If your car breaks down and you do not have an emergency fund and you don't have the money, well, that's not that's going to bring you all kinds of stress and anxiety and frustration You know, and so the reason why you want to have an emergency fund is because if your car breaks down, then you have the money in this emergency fund account to be able to fix that car being repaired. That's an emergency. You need your vehicle to get back and forth to work, to school, or wherever you have to go. So that's the point of an emergency fund. If something breaks down in your home, your heat goes out, your air goes out. You want to be able to have money to be able to repair these things without being stressed. So that's an emergency fund. And I believe that every person should have an emergency fund. Now, I want to talk about taxes just for a moment. I'm going to pivot because I want to give you the scripture that I love so much in the Bible that talks about paying taxes. And it's in Matthew 17 and it's verses 24 through 27 And it's also chapter Matthew chapter 22 verses 15 through 22. And so in Jesus day, Jews paid taxes both locally to the Jewish temple and to the pagan government in Rome. Matthew records two separate instances depicting Jesus view on paying these taxes. The first incident is recorded in Matthew 17 um, chapter I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 17, verse 24 through 27. Um, And to kind of paraphrase, where the collectors of the temple tax ask Peter whether Jesus pays taxes, right? Jesus, knowing of this conversation, asked Peter, what do you think, Simon? As we know, 
Peter's name was Simon Peter. From whom do kings of the earth take toil or tribute? From their children or from others? Peter answers, from others. Jesus responds, then to the children, then the children are free. However, so that we do not give offense to them, go to the sea and cast the hook. Take the first fish that comes up, and when you open its mouth, you will find a coin. Take that and give it to them for you and me. I love this story because Jesus make, you know, Jesus spoke in parables. But if you read these parables with spiritual understanding and you ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand the scriptures, it will make so much sense in layman's terms, if I can say it that way, to what the scripture is saying. And so in this particular situation, Jesus paid taxes. So if Jesus paid taxes, then why are you and I exempt? We're not. And so one of the reasons why I believe that this tax system in the U.S. is in place is because this is the same thing that happened in biblical times or back in the days of Jesus when he was here on the earth. And we're to follow in his in his footsteps. Right. And so if Jesus paid taxes, then we are to pay taxes. And when we work and work jobs, or even when we're self-employed, the Bible is very clear that we're to pay our taxes. And so we have a tax system. And when you work a job, your employer withhold taxes on your behalf, and they pay the taxes for you. Now I'm self-employed. And so some of you may, that may listen, may be self-employed. When you're self-employed, you don't necessarily have someone to hold your taxes and pay them for you. You have to pay them yourself. And so there's a system for that. And that's quarterly estimated payments where you actually pay your taxes to the government through quarterly estimated payments. And so a lot of times people don't pay these quarterly estimated payments as self-employed entrepreneurs because they don't know that this even exists. Well, when you are receiving a form, let's just say a 1099 NEC, non-employee compensation is what that stands for. If you are a contractor and you get this 1099 NEC, no one is withholding taxes for you. So therefore you have to withhold your own taxes. So you're getting this income. Let's just say you're a contractor and you're working for a company and they pay you $1,000 every week. Every week, that $1,000 is just coming to you in the form of $1,000. There are no taxes withheld. As an entrepreneur, you are to withhold your own taxes. So from that $1,000, you should probably set aside 30% of that $1,000 to pay, um, as we call, Uncle Sam. And you want to do that every time you get, get a payment from this vendor or from this company. That is how you are able to pay your taxes as an entrepreneur or as a self-employed individual. And then at the end of the year, you won't have this massive tax liability and no tax withholdings or payments were made towards this liability. So what happens in a sense is your employer, when you work a job, a W-2, they withhold the taxes for you. And then you report your W-2 at tax time. 
and you're reporting what you withheld. And it should most of the time cover your tax liability. Okay. So your tax liability comes from your income, your total income, and then whatever deductions you take leaves you with taxable income. The tax that you pay on that tax taxable income is determined by tax tables. But if you do your W-4 right, which is the form that you fill out when you first start a job that tells the job, I want to withhold this amount from my paycheck to cover my tax liability. So now the W-4 form is a is boxes that you check. So if you're single, you check that box. Single is like saying withhold the maximum amount of money that can be withheld to cover my taxes. Okay, and so let's just stay with single. If you do that accurately, it should cover your tax liability. Sometimes you do have to adjust. And how do you determine whether or not you need to adjust is when you file your taxes. If you file your taxes and you have a a small bill or balance due and you didn't have a whole lot of, you know, other things happening, other tax situations, then you may need to withhold additional withholdings. But that's what tax planning is all about. That will help you to do that. But going back to my point, if you cover your tax liability and your tax withholdings or your payments that you made, which are withholdings, cover your tax liability, then you are good. Either you break even or you get a refund. Now, when you don't withhold enough, that is what causes you to have a tax bill due where you have to make a payment to the IRS. You want to avoid that. And there's ways of doing that. And so for self-employed people, again, there is no one to withhold any money. So you're responsible to do that on your own. And again, you do that by making quarterly estimated payments. When you do not make quarterly estimated payments, at, the, at tax time, what happens is you are now probably having a balance due where you owe the IRS unless you have some credits and deductions that will help you to, you know, get a refund. If you have a balance due, now you, on top of that balance due, you'll have what's called a underpayment penalty because you didn't make any quarterly estimated payments throughout the year. So you want to avoid what you can avoid. And there are some things that you can avoid. So I truly believe that we can help ourselves when it comes to taxes, as long as we do our part. And doing our part is mainly just making sure that you have taxes taken out your paycheck, or if you are self-employed, that you withhold taxes for yourself, and then you pay the government what you owe them throughout the quarters. Okay, you make quarterly estimated payments. And so there's one more story that I want to read in the Bible, and it's Matthew 22, 15 through 22. And I'm reading this from the Amplified Version. It says, then the Pharisees went and conspired together, plotting how to trap him by distorting what he said. Now they're talking about they're trying to trap Jesus. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians saying, teacher, we know that you are sincere and what you teach the, and that you teach the way of God truthfully without concerning yourself about what anyone thinks or says of your teachings. 
for you are impartial and do not seek anyone's favor. And you treat all people alike, regardless of status. Tell us then, what do you think? Is this permissible according to the Jewish law and tradition to pay a poll tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, asks, why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the poll tax. And they bought him a denarius, a day's wage. And Jesus said to them, whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, the emperor, Tiberius, Caesar's. Then he said to them, then pay to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God, the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were caught off guard and they left him and went away. So they tried to trap Jesus, but you know, Jesus knows our intent. He knows our motives. He knows our heart. He knows what we're thinking. So they weren't able to trap him. And as we would say in our terms, he said what he said, right? (laughs) Jesus is not going to contradict himself. Pay what you need to pay. Pay what you owe. Give Caesar what's his. So pay Uncle Sam what you owe Uncle Sam. And so I just believe that we're in a time that, you know, things are different. Things are, you know, the economy is different. The inflation is higher. So I hope that these tips that I gave you all on today, as far as the budgeting and stewardship, avoiding debt, you know, being generous and tithing, being content and, and having that emergency fund. I hope that these tips were helpful to you and that if you feel as though that this was something that helped you, I hope that you would share it with someone else. Um, I think I want to come back and do one more episode, you know, specifically on taxes. Uh, but if you guys have any questions that you want to throw out at me that I can answer on a podcast episode, I want to give you my email address so that you can email me some questions. And I would definitely be happy to answer those questions right here live on a podcast episode. And so what I will probably do is do another tax episode somewhere around the beginning of March to give you all some time to send your questions in. But I'd be happy to answer any tax questions that you have um, that you want to hear from an accountant or, you know, not from Google or, you know, someone that you may have asked that you're not too sure of. I will do my best to answer your questions. So if you want to email me, my email address is admin, and that's A is Apple, D is David, M is Mary, I is Ice, N is Nancy, at accountingplustaxservices.com. So that's admin at accountingplustaxservices.com. And... I would definitely be happy to answer any tax questions, but I hope that this episode has blessed you. I hope it was helpful to you. I want to thank you all so much for taking the time out to listen to this podcast episode. Um, Share it if you want to like it and subscribe to this podcast. Um, I'm greatly appreciative of that, and I thank you so much in advance. I hope that you all have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week, And until the next episode, you all take care, be blessed. Until next time, shalom.